Good morning, everyone. Oh, I heard some people say my name then. That's nice. Uh, my name is David. Uh, it's great to be here with you this morning. One of the ministers here. And hello to those as well joining us on the live stream. Great to have you with us as well. Uh, what a great passage uh, from the Word of God. Uh, let's pray now as we come to look at it uh, in more depth together. Uh, Father, we are thankful for your Word. Uh, we are thankful that uh, you don't uh, hide your truth from us, but you reveal it. Uh, and we thank you that you have revealed it in the Lord Jesus Christ uh, and this Gospel of Luke. And Father, I pray as we read today, uh, you would give us understanding uh, so we might know you and your will and be found serving you at your coming. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, well, I've just recently started using a new app. It's not new, actually. Uh, it's new for me. Find my phone. Uh, you might use it. I, I, I hadn't used it. It's been around for a while. Um, but uh, it's an app where uh, you can see where people are. Not anyone, like just people that let you, right? So it's not, not watching you. Uh, but members of your family, you can see where they're at. It's really helpful. Uh, and I love it because uh, in the past, right, Sammy would, would go out shopping or something, leave me at home, uh, and she would give me maybe a little list of things to do when she had gone out. Has this happened to you before? Has this happened to anyone? And, um, and sometimes, very rarely... I would innocently forget to do those things. Uh, and I would remember as I heard the car pull up and she would bang in through the door with 10 kilos of shopping and just find me in my PJs having done nothing. Um, I was not ready for her to come back. But now, find my phone. I am always ready. Uh, she goes out, I can set a notification on my phone, alert me when Sammy leaves her current location. <laughs> Then, you know, I'm sitting there and ping, she's leaving. Okay, up I get, get cracking, do all the things I've got to do. Uh, I can see her arriving and I, I come out the front, open the car door, welcome her in. You know, it's kind of this husband of the year stuff. Um, also, very rarely. Um, but now, you know, now as Christians, I know what you are thinking. Wouldn't it be great if we had a find my phone on Jesus? Wouldn't that be awesome? Assuming, of course, Jesus would use Apple products. I'm sure he would. Um, look, we know Jesus is risen. He has ascended into heaven uh, and he is coming back again. Uh, but we don't know when. Wouldn't it be great to get that notification? Jesus has left heaven. Right? Then we could do all the things that he has told us to do and when he comes, we can be found ready for him. Of course, uh, we don't have Find My Jesus app uh, but what we do have is actually something far better. Uh, we have his word and passages like this one where Jesus prepares his disciples to be ready for his coming. And so the question for us today is, as Roger uh, has, has asked us, are you ready? Right, Because it's already been a long time, hasn't it? Between Jesus leaving and his, his coming back, maybe you're growing weary. Uh, maybe you're losing that spiritual zeal that you had at the beginning. Uh, maybe you're finding it hard, because it is hard. Uh, maybe you're just looking for a slightly easier way. Uh, maybe uh, you're even drifting, drifting into doubt uh, the longer this goes on, losing that focus on eternity and focusing more on the things of this life. Uh, are you ready for the coming of Jesus? It's an important question, because the way that Jesus finds us has eternal significance. And so we must be ready for his coming and always 
be ready. But how do we do that? Uh, Well, Jesus teaching his disciples in Luke today is a teaching for us as he prepares them for life uh, after his departure. Uh, It is preparation for us because this is the time that we live in right now. As he teaches them how to be ready for his coming, we can listen so that we too might be those who are found ready when he returns. And so here's a little outline for today as we're going to go through the passage of Luke. If you've got Luke uh, in your Bibles, have it open to chapter 12. Uh, We'll look at it this way. Be ready in delay, watching and serving. Be ready in division, waiting in hope. And be ready for judgment, reconciled to God. So firstly, be ready in delay, watching and serving. Now, if you were here last week, if we were to sum up, I guess, the main command from last week, it would have been to seek God's kingdom, to set your heart upon God and eternity and to work toward that with all that you are and all that you have. We are to seek God's kingdom. And now in this passage, Jesus expands on on what that's going to look like in the time between his departure and his coming again. So that, that delay And so at the time Jesus spoke these words, of course, he knew about that delay, but his disciples didn't. Uh, They thought, Jesus, he's bringing the kingdom right now. This is it. It is is here and it is coming. uh, But they didn't know about the delay that there would be uh, before Jesus uh, brings the kingdom fully and finally at his second coming. After his resurrection, the disciples understood that. And they remembered the things that he had said. And so they they had them recorded and written down uh, for us. And so this first line in verse 35 is really a great heading uh, for how to live in this time. And so Jesus says there, Be dressed, ready for service, and keep your lamps burning. Uh, So this is a picture. Uh, If if you guys do in your chips and chat sheet, you want to draw a picture, uh, you could draw a picture of a servant who has long robes, but they are tucked into his belt. He's got them out of the way so they don't distract him from serving, so he can be active and not be tripped up by these long robes. He is dressed ready for service. Uh, And he also has his lamp burning, which means he is always ready for service, night or day. Now, this is the picture that Jesus gives us uh, to be ready uh, for how to live in this time of delay. And then he he expands on that by giving us two parables as well that follow on from this. So the first one is about uh, a servant watching for their master. Servant watching for their master. Uh, So verse 36. It says, Be like servants waiting for their master to return from a wedding banquet. So that when he comes and knocks, they can immediately open the door for him. So weddings back in the day were not just these kind of one-day affairs. Uh, They would go for a longer period than that, like a week, and they might be some distance away. And so the master could have been gone for some time. They didn't know how long, but they knew what they had to do. They had to be uh, ready, watching for their master's return. So when he knocks, they can open the door. And what's going to happen for those servants who are found watching for their master's return. Verse 37, it is something amazing. Uh, The the roles are reversed, where the master will actually serve the servants. So have a look at verse 37. Jesus says, truly I tell you. And anytime Jesus says that in the Gospels, it means listen up. Something great is going to be said by Jesus here. He says, truly I tell you, 
He, talking about the master, he will dress himself to serve. We'll have them, the servants, recline at the table and we'll come and wait on them. So this is totally unexpected, totally undeserved, gracious that the master would serve the servants. The servants have just done their job, just done what they have been asked. And so this is grace. Uh, and grace upon grace that the master would serve the servants. And so they are blessed if they are found watching. And this is just a taste of, of the reward and the blessing that Jesus gives to his disciples who are watching for his coming and who are found ready when he comes. There will be grace for them. Uh, then Peter, uh, he asks in verse 41, he said, Lord, are you telling this parable to us, like the 12, or are you telling it to everyone? So are you just talk, telling us to be ready or to everyone to be ready? And so Jesus follows up with another uh, parable. Uh, and in this next one, he, he kind of answers the question saying, I'm talking to everyone. Uh, everyone has responsibility to serve God, but not in the same way. Okay, everyone is, is entrusted with, with responsibility, but some more than others. So uh, the thing for everyone to know is whatever responsibility God gives you, uh, that you are responsible to serve him faithfully in that. Uh, and, and the parable that he gives to talk about this is to, is to be like the faithful, wise manager who, who the master puts in charge of the servants. And so to think about this parable, the manager, the one put in charge, he doesn't own the servants. The servants belong to the master, but he is, he is managing them. And the manager doesn't set the agenda. The master sets the agenda. The servant carries it out. The manager's job is to do the master's will and to be found faithfully serving the master's will when he returns. And so we see there there's, there's two types of managers. Right? There is the faithful and the unfaithful. The faithful manager, uh, he is blessed when the master returns. He is put in charge of more. But the unfaithful manager, this one in verse 45, is found uh, not serving the servants but beating the servants, not giving them their food but eating the food and getting drunk. Uh, Jesus has some stern words for that unfaithful servant. He says that he will be cut to pieces and assigned a place with the unbelievers. That's really one of the most shocking uh, images uh, of punishment of unbelievers that Jesus gives us. It, it is quite harsh, but it's also a just punishment. We should see that in verse 47. Jesus says, the servant who knows the master's will and does not get ready or does not do what the master wants will be beaten with many blows. But the one who does not know and does things deserving punishment will be beaten with few blows. And so we can see there everyone, everyone has knowledge of God's will, of God and his will to some degree, some more than others. But our responsibility in this time of delay between his first and second coming is to serve God according to that knowledge. Right, that is what it means then to be found dressed and ready for service, to be watching for Jesus' return. Right, so when he comes, he will find you faithfully serving his will, uh, what he has revealed to you, 
the things that he has given you to do. Uh, We want to be found faithfully doing his will. The truth is, of course, not everyone's going to be found faithfully serving uh, his will uh, because Jesus' first coming actually brought division among people between those who believe and those who do not believe. And, And that's what Jesus prepares his disciples for next is this division, this time of division. Uh, And and the way we are meant to be found in this time is waiting in hope. And so our church has a... Don't put it up yet, Anton. Our church has a vision... Does anyone know the vision statement of church? (laughs) Seeing, say it with me, lives transformed through Jesus. Well done. Thank you, Anton, for helping us. Um, Now... I wonder, what if, what if we changed the vision statement based on this passage that's coming up? Uh, it would say this, seeing lives divided through Jesus. It doesn't have the same ring to it, I'll, I'll give it that, uh, but it's no less true. All right, listen to what Jesus says in verse 49. This is, you know, this is one of those passages where he tells us why he came. So verse 49, Jesus says, I have come to bring fire on earth. And how I wish it were already kindled. But I have a baptism to undergo, and what constraint I am under until it is completed. Do you think I came to bring peace on earth? No, I tell you, but division. It's not something we expect Jesus to say. What what is he saying here? Well, he's talking about, we can see there, he's talking about his death on the cross. Uh, That is the baptism that he he, he is going to undergo. Uh, that is what constrains him until it is finished. And, and for, for sure, the cross brings peace with God. That is true. Uh, he's not saying it doesn't do that. Um, but what he's saying is that the cross also brings a great division. A great division between people. Uh, the cross divides people into two groups. We, we saw this a few weeks ago in chapter 11. Those who are with Jesus and those who are against Jesus. No middle ground. And those who are against Jesus are also against those who are with Jesus. You can see there in verse 52, there'll be three against two, two against three. Uh, Even members of the same household and family in verse 53, father against son, mother against daughter. Jesus is preparing his disciples for the reality of this division between people. But he's also preparing them for how to respond in the time of division as he says this. Um, some, something a bit behind this text um, is, is that Jesus is alluding to a passage in Micah. He's alluding to a passage in Micah where the prophet there is speaking about a day when God visits his people in judgment and he brings this division between household members uh, that Jesus is quoting. Uh, but then what happens is the prophet's response is really helpful for us and it should be our response as well. The prophet's response to this division is not kind of fighting against those people who are against you, uh, but it is to wait in hope. So have a look at Micah 7.7. This is the response. Uh, Micah says, But as for me, I watch in hope for the Lord. I wait for God my Saviour. My God will hear me. And so in division, he's not fighting against those who are against him, but waiting patiently in hope. Praying 
that God would bring his salvation, looking to that until God brings it about. And this is our response as well in division. We are not those who fight. We are those who wait in hope. We will have enemies, but we don't fight enemies. We love enemies. We pray for those who persecute us. And we are enabled to do this because of the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ, because that has brought peace between us and God. But we also know it's brought that division. And so we know why it is happening. And so we can be those people who know that we have, we have peace with God, but we also know he is the one who will bring a judgment. It's not for us to do. Now, for those who are against Jesus, they are awaiting fearfully an expectation of judgment that Jesus will bring at his second coming. And we leave that to him. It's not for us. And it's that reality of judgment that Jesus turns to next uh, as he prepares his disciples to be ready for judgment, being reconciled to God. So Roger mentioned last week uh, two certainties in life, which everyone knew, death, taxes. He said a third thing. Do we know what that is? Mm. Accountability. Accountability, Sam, thank you. Accountability to God. Because after death comes judgment and God is the judge. Uh, but so many people are not ready for that step. Right? Uh, you know, we, are, we, we, we sort of saw last week that we are people who are experts on, you know, the stock market and interest rates and house prices and, and, and things of this world. Uh, but we are not experts in something that is infinitely more important, and that is being ready for the judgment of God. Uh, people in Jesus' day, they were not ready either. Uh, they were actually experts on weather patterns. Jesus says, uh, verse 54, uh, they would see a cloud rising in the west and they would know it's going to rain. Uh, they would feel the south wind blowing and they would know it's going to be hot. But, but Jesus says to them, as if to wake them up, he says, verse 56, hypocrites, you know how to interpret the appearance of the earth and the sky. How is it that you don't know how to interpret this present time? And this present time is what is happening right in front of them, that Jesus has come. The kingdom of God has come in power. Right? The new age has begun. The old age is passing away. Right, this world as we know it is on its final episode. Right? The time is just running out. And Jesus wants to wake them up to this reality. Right, he gives them this, this little parable uh, of, a, of a man heading to court with his adversary. And he, and he says to me, you know, think about this. Think about this little parable. And so let's think about it together. Uh, you're, you're on the way to the court with your adversary. They have something against you that is going to see you put in prison. On the way, don't talk about the weather. Right? Don't talk about, you know, imagine, imagine this person going to the courtroom with the adversary and going, oh, the, oh, this is the south wind. You know what that means? It's going to be hot. No, that, that's, that's, a, that's a stupid thing to be talking about. You would want to be reconciled to this person. Be reconciled to your adversary on the way Make peace with them so they don't throw you into prison. They don't hand you to the judge. And yet here we are in our world, so many of us, heading to the courtroom of God. 
and we are not ready. Right? So many people are not interpreting the present time, the present reality. Right? We are not, are not awake to it. God has visited us in the person of Jesus. He has died for our sins. He is risen. He is seated at the right hand of God. He's coming again as the judge of all people. Right? And we are asleep to this. Right? We are people worrying about money and work and holidays and cars and houses and things like that. People just asleep to eternal realities, things that matter so much more. Right? The challenge of Jesus to the crowds of his day and to us is to wake up. Right? Be ready to meet your maker and give an account for your life. Right, how, how do you get ready for that? Well, you make sure you are reconciled to God through the Lord Jesus Christ. Right, remember, this is why Jesus has come, truly. Uh, Jesus is on the way to Jerusalem. He is heading for the cross. Uh, that is his purpose. That is his mission. He's constrained to that path until it is finished. And what will happen there is that Jesus will experience the judgment of God that we deserved. Uh, those fires of God's wrath that he knows are coming, we poured out upon him and he will experience that and suffer that until it is finished. Right, Jesus did that so that we who deserve judgment could be reconciled to God. We could have peace with God through the Lord Jesus Christ. Right, anyone who believes in Jesus, anyone who trusts that that is what his death was about, believes his word, they are reconciled to God. They are saved. Because we know the one who died for us is also risen. Our life is hidden with him and when he appears, we know that we will live with him forever. We know when he returns, it will not be for wrath against us, uh, but it will be to save those who are eagerly waiting for his return because they have been reconciled to God through him. So the question for us is then, are you ready for Jesus coming? Are you ready? Uh, you don't need that, that Find My Jesus app because the word here, the word of God prepares us. He prepares us in delay. So, so when he comes, even though we don't know when, we will not be surprised by it because we will be faithfully serving his will. He prepares us in the division so we won't be defeated or hopeless or or just crushed by that, but we'll be found patiently waiting in hope and praying for his coming. He prepares us for judgment, so we will not be those who are found asleep, uh, but those who are awake and reconciled to God through Jesus Christ. Uh, so we have nothing to fear if we obey Jesus' word. We'll be found ready. And so just to finish up, I just want us to consider then, what are the responsibilities that God has given to us? And I mean, you could just take so many things out of the New Testament and, and find those responsibilities. Uh, but I just want us to consider uh, the, the, the place that God has put us. So think about this for yourself. Uh, what, are, what are the relationships that God has put you in and around? Are you a father? Are you a mother? A son? A daughter? A brother? A sister? A neighbour? A friend? a church member, right? God has put you in those places with those people uh, to love them, to serve them, right? and to serve them in the way that matters most, right? to see them growing as disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ, helping them take those next steps in obedience 
Now, uh, what are you doing with your life? Are you, a, are you a student? Are you a worker? Are you that home manager? Are you retired? Uh, where are you up to in life? Right? Are, you deli- are you doing the will of God from your heart? Are you serving him wholeheartedly uh, with the responsibilities that he has given you? Right? Serving that audience of one and not man, as we heard last week. Also consider the things that God has given to you, your money, your strength, your abilities, the opportunities in your life. Right? We, we are not to be those people, as we heard last week, who store things up for ourselves on earth. Right? We are meant to be those people who are rich toward God, who are storing up things in heaven, uh, who are working toward eternity and not this earth. And we are those people who are seeking God's kingdom. And so if we are doing that, then we will be found ready uh, when Jesus comes, serving him. Uh, and what a joy that will be. Uh, we will be those servants uh, that Jesus comes and serves. Uh, we will be those people who hear him say, well done, good and faithful servant. Enter the joy of your master, as he says in Matthew. And we'll be those people who are praying, come, Lord Jesus, come. Because we are eager for his return and his salvation that he's promised us. And so let's pray now. Would you pray with me? Let's pray together. Come, Lord Jesus, come. I'll lead us in prayer. Heavenly Father, we are so thankful for your word, uh, your truth and your reality uh, that you give to us. Uh, We are thankful, Lord, that uh, we don't have to wonder about this time we live in. Uh, but we can know for certain uh, what is happening. Uh, Lord, we are thankful that we can know salvation through the Lord Jesus Christ and be reconciled to you through Jesus and have that security. And we are thankful that we can know your will uh, through your word. And so, Father, I pray that you would uh, enable us by your spirit uh, to be found faithfully serving your will when you come. I pray, Lord, that in the divisions of life and the troubles, uh, you would give us hope And help us to keep looking to you. And Father, I pray that we would be those who are found faithfully serving when you come. So we might hear those beautiful words. Well done. And so Father, we pray. uh, Come, Lord Jesus, come. Amen.